everyone, I'm Lauren McLean, and welcome to the Teach Outdoors podcast. Today's episode is all about springtime challenges, especially when it comes to allergen season. I don't know about you, but my eyes are watery, itchy, even my ears are itchy. But that doesn't stop us from getting outside to explore. We just need a few extra tips up our sleeves. I hope you learned some useful hints, and of course, I'll share some of our springtime explorations and lessons that we've been engaging in over the last week. As always, thanks for joining us. Let's get started. Welcome to Teach Outdoors, the podcast that brings you inspiration and ideas for taking your teaching outside. Together, we'll explore the benefits of learning outside the classroom, share tips and tricks for successful outdoor teaching, and hear from educators who are making a difference in the lives of their students through outdoor experiences. Join us as we dive into the world of teaching outdoors and discover new ways to engage and inspire the next generation. I'm Lauren McLean, mother of two young ones, author of Me and My Sit Spot, teacher and outdoor classroom enthusiast. I am grateful to be living, learning, playing, and raising my family on the traditional and unceded lands, waters, and skies of the Quiquitlam First Peoples. One of my commitments towards truth and reconciliation is to create a community of supportive friends and colleagues who want to grow and learn from and with our local Indigenous members. It's in the air and all around, the buzz of springtime. With the arrival of the seasonal change has also brought many new adventures, observations, perks, but also challenges to our outdoor classroom. Let's nip those challenges at the buds before digging into all our positive experiences. Allergies. I myself suffer from seasonal allergies like hay fever. I get watery eyes and itchy ears, and I've noticed many of our young learners also experience these irritations. Luckily, there are many simple precautions we can take to still enjoy our outdoor classroom. Back in my day, we used to put a tiny bit of Vaseline under our noses to trap the pollen and prevent it from getting into our nose in the first place but I'm not about to start putting Vaseline under the noses of all the learners in our classroom. After doing quite a bit of reading and asking some other outdoor educators for their advice, I've learned some helpful things. Pollen is usually released in the morning, so now I'm in the habit of checking the pollen levels using the Weather Network app, and if it's predicted to be a bad day, so lots of pollen in the air, then I usually schedule our outdoor experiences for the afternoon hours, or right after a rainfall if possible. On those sunny days, however, students are more than welcome to wear sunglasses if they have them. It's a simple strategy for keeping the pollen out of their eyes. The last suggestion I wanted to share about today was about choosing a good location for your outdoor explorations on high pollen count days. If you have an area with shorter grass, that would be a good option. Or if you have an area near water. Our school has a small creek running near it, which has provided much needed cool, fresh air during the heat wave we had this past week. An added perk? The moisture and wind near the creek helps keep the pollen levels to a minimum. 
If you have any other tips about how to limit your allergy symptoms and exposures, I'd love to hear about it. I've left an audio recording on SpeakPipe. It's a wonderfully simple platform. Just click on the link in the show notes. You don't have to sign up with your email address. You just need a quiet place to use your microphone on your phone or on your computer, and you can leave a message for me. It's also anonymous, so your privacy is protected. Again, just click on the link in the show notes and leave me a voice message with your advice on how to beat spring allergies. I'll even share some of your tips on the next episode. Okay, enough about pollen levels. Let's move on to our most recent springtime adventures. We have been exploring our new garden beds every single day this week. There has been so much growth and discovery there. The dill is quickly taking over, so I'm glad we kept it in a smaller container within the larger garden bed. The peas are also quickly climbing the trellis we have installed. Our bees are growing a bit slower, but are still looking healthy. The marigolds have blossomed, which adds such a beautiful color, attracting many bees and butterflies like the green comma. Most notably, Our lettuce has been extremely happy. So this week we have been harvesting a lot of lettuce and arugula, rinsing it off using our new hose that finally arrived, and then enjoying the fresh garden salads for snack. We also harvested a couple of radishes which were getting quite large. Again, we rinsed them, I chopped them into slices on a cutting board, and each learner was able to try one, two, or more if they wished. One of the boys had asked if the radish greens tasted similar to the lettuce. I responded that they were welcome to try it if they wished. They said it was okay, but a little on the bitter side. So we brought the rest of the radish greens back to class, put them in a saucepan with water, and boiled it for a few minutes on our single burner. We compared what a fresh radish green looked like versus a boiled radish green. Then we did a taste test. Most agreed that boiled were a bit more palatable, and I would have to agree especially since it removes most of those small hairs which can bug some people. I was so proud of all their enthusiasm to try out new things from the garden. It was quite adventurous for most of our learners. To help guide some of our garden observations, we have been using a very simple worksheet. I will add a link to the form for you to download in the show notes. We are looking for what is the same and what is different, which is one of my favorite numeracy routines. In essence, we are looking for what looks the same as it did yesterday and what looks different or new. At first, we used an open-ended worksheet where they can draw or even write their ideas down. And then I wanted to give them an extra challenge the following week. So we used a four-square worksheet. Find four things in the garden that look the same as it did yesterday. Now find four things that look different than it did yesterday. Again, this is a very simple prompt, but has really helped guide and facilitate our observation skills. The other exciting development in our garden classroom this week was the arrival of our rain barrel. I happened to have an extra rain barrel at our house that wasn't being put to good use, so my family decided to donate it to the school. 
our teachers were looking for a more convenient system to water the garden beds over the weekends. The district gardeners, who again are just so incredibly hardworking, helped install it on Friday. It took just over 45 minutes to fill it up with the hose, so you can imagine how large it is. On Saturday, I walked my toddlers down the forested pathway to visit the garden beds. We each brought a watering can with us. Both Grayson and Evie were so excited to see their old rain barrel in a new space. So we spent some time filling up our small watering cans and then soaking each garden bed. I love that this garden space is becoming a place not only for the school to enjoy, but the surrounding community. I cannot wait to see how this space develops and grows over the next few years. Well, that's it for this week's updates. If you haven't done so already, please follow, subscribe, and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to check out our website at www.teachoutdoors.ca, where you can also subscribe to the email list so that you can access some upcoming free resources. Thank you so much for tuning in to Teach Outdoors, where we explore the world of outdoor learning and play. Keep exploring, stay curious, and tune in for more adventures. Next up, From the Trees by Brandon Grant. so calm I find a spot where nature opens up her arms for me to breathe I see the stories I can learn from the trees the feeling the touch of gentle breeze knowing the land around me brings me peace Watching the world around me sets me free. I feel the sunshine kiss my skin. I hear all of the birds singing from within. I get familiar with my space. I now know how every part fits in every place for me to breathe. I see the stories I can learn from the trees, the feeling, the touch of gentle breeze, knowing the land around me brings me peace, watching. Sets me. I go to visit in morning, in sunshine and the rain, to see what's different and notice the things that stay the same. 
I get to know my teacher, the spot that gives me health. To get to know the land is to get to know yourself. To breathe, I see the stories I can learn from the trees, the feeling. The touch of gentle breeze Knowing the land around me Brings me peace Watching the world around me Sets me free